Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your five and three third place killing the trade deadline Miami Dolphins part of the Believe Network streaming on Sirius XM and tune in radio. I am Sam Marku and he is the two time yes two time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, how in the hell are you my friend? Well, I'm glad I'm a doctor because they tell you to get one when you've had an erection for over four hours so I can just be myself. You can't see below like my chest level, Sam, but I am. And yes, to completely keep dragging this joke through the mud, I've got a chub, Sam, from the news that has happened. We were players at the trade deadline and man, I couldn't be more happy about it. Christopher Cullen has a 26-year-old Chubb below the waist. The Miami Dolphins have a 26-year-old Bradley Chubb on their team. We're going to talk all about the trade deadline. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions game and the fallout from that game, as well as, uh, of course, the Chicago Bears coming up. Made some trades of themselves. But first, I do need to tell you that basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, Chris, now getting back first to... First try. Uh, <laughs> Look at this guy. That's why we're goddamn professionals. Ten years, yeah. my ass. That's it. We uh, we're, we're we're grading on a curve. It feels like ten years, even though it's only been six and a half there, Chris. Uh, but uh, I can't wait for us to get to ten years because I think in ten years, which is like three and a half years from now, we're gonna be talking about at least the two-time Miami Dolphins Super Bowl champions because Oof. the moves these guys are making, Chris. Uh, well, where do you want to start? I'm gonna give it up to you. Do you want to start with the Detroit Lions game and Tua Tungavailoa's damn near perfect outing against those Detroit Lions, or do you want to start with the trade deadline, which we've already sort of teased? Well, uh, considering the Dolphins' moves are literally like opening segments on national television sports shows, let's just keep that ball rolling and go with the Chubb himself and uh, Wilson and getting rid of Edmonds. I mean, there's so much to unpack. Well, there is so much to unpack. So let's start with the most impactful thing to unpack. And of course, that is Bradley Chubb, number 55, formerly with the Denver Broncos, now number two with the Miami Dolphins, uh, linebacker, edge rusher, edge rusher, five and a half sacks, a huge, huge defensive trade for the Miami Dolphins to bring in not just a good player, not just a great player, but a stud defender to this Miami Dolphins defense that absolutely needed a stud defender in the worst way. Going back to Denver, you've got a first rounder this year. I believe you got a fourth rounder in 2024 and uh, or a third rounder. What, what was the actual fourth, I know- fourth round pick? Um and we got Chubb and Edmonds, I'm sorry, went yeah. and we returned Chubb and a fifth. Yeah, so uh, first rounder this year, which was originally the San Francisco 49ers pick, a fourth rounder in 2024, Chase Edmonds all go to Denver. In return, we get a fifth rounder in 2025. And of course, uh, the King 
fish of the entire trade, Bradley Chubb. Uh, look, there is no winner and loser here. It's clearly, I mean, there's no debate here. As the old adage goes, where is the best player and where are they going? And that's the winner of this trade. And that would be the Miami Dolphins. But uh, chat me up here, Chris. What does this mean for the Miami Dolphins defense and this Miami Dolphins team as a whole? What were your thoughts when the news broke that Bradley Chubb was coming to the Miami Dolphins? Uh, just, just walk me through the whole thing. Well, there's rumors uh, that we were tied to Chubb in the Broncos, and there's rumors that the Broncos wanted two first-round picks. I was not happy about that. We came away with a first, a fourth, and Edmonds, which, by the way, Edmonds just has not fit. He right. was leading the lead in drops last time we, we spoke together. Uh, his contract was ridiculous. We get rid of that, and we get Bradley Chubb. He's 26 years old, already with five and a half sacks. Uh, has changed games for his team earlier in the season. Uh, with his performance, and we're pairing him with Ingram, Agba, and Phillips. And not only everybody's talking about the sacks and the and the front four and the front seven. This helps the DBs, Sam, which we are hurting in that position as it regards to our defense. So bringing this guy in, an uh, All Pro, a Pro Bowl player, in the prime of his career, uh, playing for a dwindling franchise with just money, just stuck with Russell Wilson for years. And comes to Miami, he's five and three on a two-game real win streak. Now this is a really a win streak, and uh, just the, the end is just bright. And to bring him in to help with this defense when our offense is as high-powered as it is, I know the pundits are talking. You have to sack Lamar Jackson. You have to sack Mahomes. You have to get to Allen with just four. He helps us do that, Sam. And we won the total trade deadline, and we didn't. We fleeced him. I, I don't even think this was a bad, uh, a good trade for Denver. Like, and he's already going to sign an extension with us. We have this guy for the next four or five years of his prime. And uh, like you said, it's not just this year. This isn't a like shoot your wad and hope for the best. We're not paying Stafford money to two ways on a rookie deal, Sam. This is something we legitimately could be a contender for years. Yeah, th and this this move sets you up uh, between not only getting that defensive player and as you get healthier again on defense, but long term, you're talking three to five years. There's a window now for the Miami Dolphins to capitalize. Uh, a couple things here that I think need to be pointed out. Um, Bradley Chubb, I think, is third in the entire NFL when it comes to win rate on the line. Um, that's pretty damn good. You have him at 26 years old. You have Jalen Phillips, I believe he's 23. You got young yep. edge defenders that can get to the quarterback in a heartbeat. And if you look at Jalen Phillips, he didn't have any sacks in that Detroit game, which we'll talk about, but he was half a step away. This guy is beating everybody on the line and he's just there. He's almost there. And if you can get there with Bradley Chubb, you can get there with, uh, uh, with Jalen Phillips. Like you said, it helps the back end of the defense because this Miami Dolphins defense is predicated on that zero blitz, man-to-man -man press coverage, you know, bumping those wide receivers, knocking them off their roots, and then having those blitzers get to that quarterback or at least disrupted enough to the point where you couldn't make any really good plays. Well, they haven't been playing that way because of injuries, Chris. They've actually had to play a lot of zone, which is not the strength of the Miami Dolphins team. Because if you're playing zone, that means you got to get to that quarterback with those front four. And they weren't doing it, at least not consistently enough. Emmanuel Ogbo's had a down season. He's been injured. He's been very quiet. Like we just talked about, Jalen Phillips is heating up, but he's just half a step away from getting to that quarterback. And there, no one else is really getting there with any sort of consistency. Every now and then Sealer, every now and then Christian Wilkins, but not everybody getting there all the time. Bradley Chubb gives you that Bradley Chubb gives you the ability for the rest of the season Chris if you need to say we're going to play a zone we're going to play cover two or cover three and we're going to rush four 
they now have to account for that because this pass rush got that much more dangerous. And now you have more people that you can drop into zone and start clogging those lanes for that quarterback if he's able to be upright long enough to throw that ball. So this helps the defense multiple ways over. And if and when Byron Jones comes back and you can go back to that aggressive man-to-man cornerbacks on the outside and then you can uh, do your zero blitz over the middle with your with your linebackers and your safeties, even better. So this actually helps in many cases, I think, with the scheme in general. I mean, obviously, you get a, a player like Bradley Chubb, you're going to be better, but that's how he's going to make us better is it allows you to run, you know, the back end zone scheme that they're forced to run with all the injuries and young people and allow you to rush four or maybe five up front so that you don't have just massive amounts of people rushing the quarterback. And then hopefully they're not just left on an island one-on-one and, and roasted and the quarterback can hit them. So it just helps the defense way over the top overall. Sam, there's a reason why the Miami Dolphins are the most lost to team in Tom Brady's career. Um, partly weather, but secondly, they had in the 2000s, mostly the early 2000s, mid 2000s, the ability to get to him by just rushing four with Jason Taylor and our pass rush to do that. He's not quickly able to drop back and pick apart where the blitz is coming from, which is what he notoriously did because you're trying to pressure Brady because he gets the ball out so fast. For us to be able to do this now with road games coming up this season against Buffalo, it'll be cold against New England. It'll be cold, possible playoff games in Kansas City and Baltimore in Cincinnati. You need pass rush and you need guys that are used to a cold weather. He's played in Denver his entire career and B that can get to the quarterback without blitzing or taking away def- defensive backs and not only is he a good pass rusher Sam, he's really good against a run too yeah. so like getting this guy to shore up a defense with an offense that's just boat racing teams putting 30 plus points on the board game in and game out with two tunga Vailoa starts and finishes a game it's just that's what you have to do to compete and i think we've always said that that we always felt like we knew we're that eight and eight team that eight and nine team um now this year you know with the 17 game schedules this is our franchise planning a flag two ways. And I'm going to bring this up a we're we can be a contender and we believe it. So we're going out and doing this and B Tua Tungo Valo is the guy like they, they just gave up. We have no first round pick for the second year in a row with a very QB heavy draft. And we're like, we don't need them. We've got Tua, and that just speaks volumes to me. It really does. I mean, I, I put it on Twitter. You can trace this trade all the way back to the Laramie Tunzel trade if you really want to. A lot of people are stopping at, at the San Francisco 49ers trade where we had the third overall pick. We traded back to 12. We gave, you know, they went and drafted Trey Lance. We trade back up with the Philadelphia Eagles and get Jalen Waddle. Ultimately, trade away the next first round pick for Tyreek Hill, along with some other picks, of course. And then now trading away this for Bradley Chubb. So you turn the third overall pick that you traded away to the San Francisco 49ers into Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and of course, Bradley Chubb now. I mean, I don't know if you could have yeah, I mean Madden wouldn't allow those trades, Chris, for the Correct. for the draft picks that we gave out. Yet that's here we are. That's what we got. And again, you can trace this back even further because that 49ers pick and 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 that third overall pick and everything there was actually originally based on the Laramie Tunzel trade. So you look at the the full picture here, that book is almost closed. We still have that fifth rounder in 2025 before we can close the book on the net gains that the Dolphins and the Texans had in this trade. But I'm gonna throw some names out there, and this isn't the full thing. You can find it on Twitter at Perfect Will Pod. I pinned the tweet. You can see what the the full accounting is here. But Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, Javon Holland, Noeg Benagane, Channing Tindall. Uh, Solomon Kinley, who's no longer with us, 
uh, as well as a few other pieces that actually came to the Miami Dolphins as a result of that Laramie Tunzel trade. I mean, it, it might be the biggest fleecing in the history of sports, let alone the NFL. Um, also, you know, going back to the trade that just happened with Bradley Chubb, we did talk about Chase Edmonds leaving and going to Denver, which I think is the right thing. I mean, it was kind of funny. The curse still exists because last week on this show, I said I wasn't ready to give up on Chase Edmonds as the number two <laughs> running back. Chris Greer but, was. Uh, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel clearly were. Uh, so they trade him to Denver. He's on a bye week. He gets to sit and think about it for a week and uh, maybe figure out what the hell's going on with his hands. But I, I thought it was kind of funny, Chris, because Bradley Chubb's new number is number two, which two. was Chase Edmonds. So not only did we trade you away, but we gave your number to the new guy that everyone's excited about. So, you know, it was a little bit tough there, but uh, I wish Chase Edmonds well. I mean, I don't think he meant to drop those balls on purpose. So I wish him well in Denver. But uh, anytime you can get Chubb, you know, for Chase, or if you had to chase a Chubb or what, well, I don't even know. There's probably some wordplay there, but uh, very happy there. And not to be outdone, you know, we all saw the writing on the wall. We trade away our number two running back. We know we're not going to go forward with just Raheem Mostert, and we're probably not going to rely on Miles Gaskin, who can barely even be dressed on on uh, on on game day, and Suvan Ahmed, who has a total of one carry all season long. Uh, they go out and get Jeff Wilson Jr. from the San Francisco 49ers there, Chris. Yet another 49ers offensive weapon leaves the Kyle Shanahan nest and flies across the country to South Florida, where they land with Mike McDaniel. Your thoughts on Jeff Wilson for a fifth round pick? Uh, not bad at all. It's somebody that he's probably happy. Happy. They got Christian McCaffrey. His carries and production is going to go down significantly. Played his entire NFL career with San Francisco. So he's been his entire career with Mike McDaniel. So this is very um, familiar. He comes here. Uh, he's fast as shit, Sam. Like he was clocked 20 over 20 miles an hour on some runs this year i think five touchdowns already 498 yards something along those lines on pace for over a thousand according to espn stats um great guy to have behind Mostert. he's used to Mostert. they were in the same running back room um last year so great move for a fifth round pick that's nothing crazy um we know greer doesn't really um value running back in the high draft picks anyway. So to get him for a fifth, I don't mind it at all. Um, is the guy that comes in and it's a great situation. And, and you replaced chase Edmonds with a guy that can literally suit up Sunday. Cause he knows the playbook. I think it's a great move. And, uh, it really is a sneaky underrated move. And I think as the Miami dolphins progress through the season, we're going to know that this, you know, Bradley Chubb is the superstar trade, but this is one of those glue trades where we're like, wow, this worked out very well for the Miami Dolphins. couple things. John Lynch, the general manager for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, came out yesterday and actually said that the Miami Dolphins reached out to the 49ers about a week ago and asked about Jeff Wilson Jr. And uh, John Lynch said that that was it. That was the end of the conversation. There was a very brief conversation about Jeff Wilson, and then it went crickets. And then uh, the day before the draft, it picked back up, and we started talking. And they valued him as a fifth rounder. He was an undrafted uh, free agent. That's how the Miami, or that's how the San Francisco 49ers got Jeff Wilson Jr. So they had a fifth round grade on him. The Miami Dolphins say, we'll give you a fifth. They close the deal. John Lynch calls Jeff Wilson Jr. He wanted to do it in person to let him know that he was traded, but the Niners are on a bye week. Jeff Wilson's from Texas. He's flying home to Texas. So he's on the airline. He's on the air, uh, on the airplane uh, when John Lynch calls him to tell him that he was traded to the Dolphins. And uh, John Lynch said that Jeff Wilson's first reaction was happiness and joy 
because Ooh. he was excited about coming to the Miami Dolphins. He was excited about reuniting with Mike McDaniel and Raheem Mostert and being a part of this offense and being a part of the game plan because Jeff Wilson had actually talked to the Niners, Chris, about being traded. He didn't make it public, but once they got Christian McCaffrey and once you see Elijah Mitchell coming back online from his injuries, he knew that he was going to be mitigated in this offense. It was just a numbers game. They got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. They got all these players. He was going to be low man on the totem pole. So he was exploring, look, you know, could you possibly move me somewhere where I can be a player still? I just want to play. So when they told him that he was being drafted or traded to the Miami Dolphins, he wasn't sad. He wasn't upset. He wasn't pissed. He was happy. And he wasn't happy because he was leaving the Niners. He was happy because he was going to the Miami Dolphins. Now that speaks world. volumes. Does that not speak volumes about this guy just told you lost your job and we're trading you on the bye week. And he goes, okay, to where? And they say the Dolphins. And he's like, thank God. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy because we're not used to this. <laughs> like yeah. normally, we're we're the team that uh, guys are coming to because we're overpaying and they're utilizing it for leverage, or they're getting these absorbent, ridiculous contracts from us. Um, and now they're like thrilled to come play for the Miami Dolphins, put on that uniform, and play for Mike McDaniel. I think it's a huge, huge uh, check mark to the type of coach Mike McDaniel is. We've all had that manager we love that like we, it, you enjoy going to work, even though you don't like the work, you like the people. And Mike McDaniel is one of those guys. You can see it in his post-game uh, conferences, post-game speeches to the team, and even like sideline interactions with the players. I mean, it's just he it, the fact that he's thrilled. Chubb has to be thrilled um, to be coming here. Uh, which uh, it, up until this point, I haven't seen anything from him, like Twitter, a tweet, nothing. Um, he actually retweeted something about a charity to send him off like in Denver. I'm sure he's bittersweet and enjoys well, that community. Yeah, but, but I, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Brandon Jones is like quasi related to Bradley Chubb. Like they're really? they're they're somewhat family. So he's got that. a family member in Brandon Jones on the team. So like, this is a really, really good. I mean, they're not blood related, but they're, they're like, you know, so close that they're family type things, right? Like they're in each other's weddings and things like that. Like this is a really good situation for Bradley Chubb. That's well, it, perfect. So what I was getting to is that him and Wilson being excited to come here, not only are assets as football players, but we're going to get the best version of them because they're motivated. They're excited and they're going to want to make it seem like it was worth a while for the Dolphins to go get them. It's got, that's got to feel good, right? Like a, a team that's contending literally just said, Hey, Jeff Wilson and Bradley Chubb, you guys are literally the missing pieces for us to aim for a Super Bowl. which by the way, Tua today came out and said, we're not afraid to talk about winning Super Bowls, winning playoffs in this building. We believe it. And that's just something you said. It was crazy. It is crazy, Sam, because uh, I've never felt this way before. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and let's just talk about Tua Tungabailoa because you hit it on the head. A, he's very confident. He's uh, he's fucking with the media out there when they asked him today where he's grown the most. He said, I think my deep ball, right? And then just tells him that's a little <laughs> bit of a dig. And it was really a dig at all of them because of all the shots. He's like, no, not a dig route, a yeah. go route. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, on top of that, you know, he did say, we're not afraid to talk about Super Bowls here. Now, you don't hear that every single day. You hear football no. speak of like, hey, we're, we're focused on the Bears. You know, we're our, obviously our main goal is the Super Bowl, but we want to do one play, one game, one whatever at a time. He's like, no, we're, we're talking about the future. We, we, we see the vision. We think we have the talent to do it. And it's unreal that, A, not only is he saying that, but B, you, it's kind of legit. Like, they they yeah. have the roster now. Like, there, there really aren't a lot of excuses outside of, you know, a rash of injuries or something for this team to not get to the playoffs and make some noise while there. Uh, but along that Tua Tunga by Loa line, Chris, because you mentioned it, we got rid of those first round picks. We got rid of the insurance policy. You know, all these quarterbacks that were supposed to come out that if Tua didn't do what he was supposed to do, we were going to go get one of those quarterbacks. No, 
We got rid of it. We also gave up on Bijan Robinson, the talented running back out of Texas. We gave up on any other weapon that we need to get with that first round pick because we said we're all in with this quarterback, these wide receivers, these running backs, this tight end. By the way, Mike is sick. He's still here. And we're going to go get some defensive pieces because that's what we need right now. And we're going to go compete. It is 100% the complete opposite message that Tua got under the previous regime. Now it's basically this is your team. This has been the vision since the beginning. And we're not only going to tell you that, we're going to show you that. And he's come back and gave them a healthy receipt in return. Sam, when your rivals and your AFC opponents, uh, the guys at the top, Chiefs fans, Bills fans, Ravens fans, saw this news and their only reaction was, fuck! <laughs> that means it was a good move. That means yeah. it was a good move. That's that We can leave it at that. It was obviously a good move when other fans at the writers for other teams are like, fuck, the Dolphins are not effing around here they come and they're going out to get the pieces to do it and they're taking advantage of Tua being on his rookie contract and it's just you know i've been doing this with you for six and a half years sam um i've never been speechless like the feeling i have right now is more than optimistic like it's just i don't it's like almost a dream like this is we've never been we've never been here before we've never been here before we're adding pieces that could push us over the top. I mean, Sam, I was 13 years old was the last time we won a playoff game. Like this, it, it, I'm 35 with a gray beard and a son that's in a freshman in high school. He's older than I was when we last won a playoff game. This, I mean, it just, that's unbelievable. And, and then we're talking, literally, when you're talking Miami, we're talking Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> for the first time, it's actually legitimate when that song plays in the stadium and we put up 30-something points for the first time in my life. Like that, I remember you're not like it's not a meme of itself, yeah. it's not meta, like oh, the dolphins when they used to be good. Like, we're here, man, we're here. Yeah, uh, I, I pray to God we don't lose to the Bears like 13 to six. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, the short of that, we're going to talk about the Bears, we're going to talk about the Lions. Uh, last point I want to make because it's not a thing we have to worry about now, but um, this move in Bradley Chubb's going to get paid. Um, is going to have some downhill consequences for some other people on this team before too long. Uh, Christian Wilkins needs to get a new contract. Andrew Van Ginkle needs to get a new contract. People are going to have to be restructured, which, by the way, shout out to Jerome Baker, who also is number 55. Uh, he went through and restructured his contract so we can get both Jeff Wilson Jr. and Bradley Chubb onto this team. Uh, say what you will about him. He's been somewhat inconsistent, although I think he's actually played better than we give him credit for this year. But Jerome Baker taking one for the team and making sure that his teammates around him um, have players and our players. So shout out to Jerome Baker before we, uh, before we take a break. Um, Chris, last word, anything, just give me, give me the one word to describe the trade deadline for the Miami dolphins. Excitement. There it is. And, uh, excitement leads to Chubbs. Here we go. It ladies does. and gentlemen, we're going to go rep Call the, the doctor. Cause here we go he's he's making a padding noise he's rubbing the chub ladies and gentlemen we're all uh we're getting the chub rub rubbing the chub rubbing the chub and uh we're gonna go chub that rub and rub that chub right after these words and we're back christopher colin sam marku welcome to perfect will part of the believe network streaming on sirius xm and tune in radio 
and Chris, uh, we we led with the lead, which was the trade deadline. But before the trade deadline and all the excitement that the Miami Dolphins provided us yet again, uh, they gave us excitement on Sunday when they played the Detroit Lions, uh, gave us a little bit of, of like bad excitement early going down 14 to nothing. Uh, but come back and win 31-27. Give up 27 points to Jared Goff in the Detroit Lions offense in the first half. Give up 65 yards in the second half. Uh, tale of two halves for this defense, which was, again, pre-Bradley Chubb. Um, what are your thoughts on this game from the defensive standpoint and the offensive standpoint for the Miami Dolphins? <laughs> I know the first segment we ended with excitement and uh, optimism, but, man, that was scary. <laughs> that was <laughs> I was throwing my hat across the room like we couldn't stop Jared Goff. He made he, I tweeted that we were making him look like prime Montana, uh, just getting no pressure at all. Uh, coverage was close to good at some points, but he was just completely surgical with picking us apart. Like, of course he is. The running backs are uh, are killing us. He's throwing it deep. He's not afraid to step up in the pocket because no one's getting back there. Luckily, our offense came to play and uh, totally came to fuck because uh, there's one point right around halftime. I looked at my dad and I'm like, oh, yeah, shootout in Detroit. That's what we all predicted. Um, and I'm looking at our score predictions from last week and both of us, Sam, gave them a combined uh, 30 points combined and they scored 27. Uh, so we had a lot more faith in our defense than actually showed up. Now the lions for and they're showing all these stats, right? They're like, that's his first touchdown of his career. And uh, you know, the lions hadn't scored a touchdown in two, the previous two games. And we're like giving up 27 and I'm like, what the hell's going on? But the second half, what an adjustment. I mean, the penalties killed us. I felt like they were being completely skewed on our end to the point of my dad yelling conspiracy. Like it was crazy. Um, but in the second half, we make adjustments. We come out, completely throttle them. Uh, another comeback win for this team. And adding Bradley Chubb, obviously, is going to help uh, to where hopefully it's less comebacks and more blowouts. Yeah, it was technically a third quarter comeback because we took the lead in the, at the end of the third quarter versus the fourth quarter, but it was right there. Uh, second week in a row where the defense gave up no points in the second half. Uh, I looked it up, Chris. Overall for the season, they're averaging eight and a half points given up in the second half of games, this defense, wow. over 14 in the first half. So very much uh, a second half team. They adjust credits to Josh Boyer as to what it is they got to do. Um, also, I have to think that in the first half, you had a lot of rookies. Uh, Ver Verone McKinley had never played uh, out of Oregon uh, in an NFL game and it was pulled up from the practice squad the day before and he's starting in safety next to Javon Holland. Uh, you've got Cater Kahu, who's on what his sixth game overall uh, starting out there at cornerback. You can still have a lot of very young guys and you're having to switch your scheme to more of that zone coverage like we talked about due to those injuries. So you still have a bunch of young guys trying to figure out just what in the heck they're supposed to do. On one point, I saw Xavier Howard. He was trailing his man like he normally does and it was going to close and he was closing fast and it was, the ball was just outside of his fingertips, but it was a completion. And I've talked about that before. There's not a lot of cornerbacks that can do what Xavier Howard does, which is to lull that corner quarterback into a false sense of security that their guy is open and then he closes and either knocks it down or picks it off i think if he was fully healthy that's a ball that at least gets batted down but he wasn't he wasn't able to close that gap just as much and it's a difference between an incompletion or an interception and a 35 yard gain so there's some things that i think could be cleaned up you had javon holland who was an absolute man amongst boys out there uh, at the safety position tackling breaking passes up leading that defense he was even called out by mike mcdaniel after the game i uh, called him eight and said that his leadership is basically otherworldly. Um, yeah, major, major adjustment at the half. And the other thing is, Chris, is even though we were down, like I was never really super scared about right. this game because when you have Tyreek Hill and you have Jalen Waddle and you have Tua Tungavailoa and every now and then they get Mike Gesicki involved, um, 
you know you're really not going to be out of a game, especially against the Detroit Lions team that isn't as good as the Miami Dolphins. But the funny thing about this is that we got people fired, Chris. I don't know if you know this, but the defensive backs coach for the Detroit Lions uh, was actually fired after this game <laughs> because of the performance that Tyreek and Jalen Waddle dropped on his defensive back uh, backs heads. So uh, not only are we winning games, but uh, we're adding to the unemployment rate here in the United States. Yeah, and that's not even fair. That poor bastard. <laughs> like, once you come up with a better game plan to cover Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who, by the way, are on <laughs> Hill's on pace to shatter the NFL record and get yeah. the first time ever two thousand receiving yards, and Waddle's behind him at like fifteen hundred. So I mean, like, combined thirty five hundred yards from two fucking receivers. Um, there was a stat they posted up with games of one hundred sixty yards. I think it was in his career. <laughs> Duper had like six, and Hill had four, and Hill has played in eight games right. <laughs> like it's like with marino throwing him the football like unbelievable is this one of the best reagent signings like in the last decade i mean honestly well i mean it was a trade right i mean it's, or trade it's i'm sorry best it's trade. certainly one of the best trades that has ever happened for the miami dolphins and when it's all said and done you know it depends on the team outcomes you may look at this as the True. turning point of when the miami dolphins went from a mediocre doormat to you know an afc powerhouse along with the chiefs and the bills and you know throw the ravens in there i suppose so um again everything we talked about since mike mcdaniel came to this team for the most part has been nothing but positive and even the negative things that have happened here in season they've been able to weather that storm and come out stronger Fixable, on the other yeah. end. i mean it's completely you know the, the one thing that does need to be fixed are these penalties now in this game i agree with you it was a little bit odd it, i've never seen so many neutral zone infraction calls in my life uh and yet the most obvious one when detroit was lined up off sides they didn't call so go figure but uh i this team is very undisciplined when it comes to calls and you can see Mike McDaniel towards the end of the first half, even turn to Josh Boyer and say, you got to get great. this shit fixed. Like he, he was, he fucking was fix it. Like yeah, it, that was, it. that was fucking great. You know, everybody's talking about his go hung McDaniel's funny. He's like squints from the sandlot. He's so cool. Like to see that. And the way he did it too, he's like that cool dad where, you know, you can be like funny with like 90% of the time. But the one time he's like, Hey, you need to chill the fuck out. And you're just like, damn it. All right. He means it. Cause he like casually walked over and like kind of crossed his arms, looked both ways and was like, Hey, this fucking shit needs to stop. Like yeah. now, like this is yeah. ridiculous. And uh, when you don't cuss all the time, it, it resonates more when you do. Uh, so, you know, Boyer was like, God damn. <laughs> okay. You got it, coach. I got a sneaking suspicion that Mike McDaniel cusses more than we know, because Probably. did you see him at the press conference today when he dropped the F-bomb? No, how did I miss that? He's in the middle of it. He's talking about Chris Greer, and he's like, you know, what's it like to trade for a defensive player versus an offensive player? And he's like, no, man, like uh, you'd be hard pressed for me to not uh, like. It's hard for me to not go to Chris Greer and say, pick an edge rusher every fucking time. And then he went, oops, sorry, <laughs> coach speak. And then coach that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so whether he I love when he walked in and he said. uh uh, the, the old, the old, like, uh, uh, trade maker or something. Greer is here. Or something like we're in the middle of his press conference. This guy is just something else, man. Did you see when he talked about Alec Ingold? Did you see that part of the press conference? They're asking. No, him but he was absolutely fucking smoking people in this game. Alec oh Ingold is like low key. I see why the Raiders fans were so upset. He left. That guy is like something else. Well, he got his first touch rushing touchdown, right? Which should have been Trent Sherfield's first receiving touchdown. And to his fourth touchdown pass of the game. Yeah. But, uh, so Alec Ingold gets it and gets up and he does a big spike. Right. So they asked Mike McDaniel, what were your thoughts on Alec Ingold getting his first rushing touchdown? He goes, I'm just glad he didn't waste the opportunity on a bad spike. There's a lot of people in that uh, in that 
predicament get too nervous and they spike the ball and they have bad technique and they spike it off to the side and it shoots the ball off to the left and it's not a good look. It doesn't look good on TV and you don't get that moment back. But Alec Ingold, he knew the buoyancy of the ball. He had good positioning. He set himself up correctly. The buoyancy he, of the yeah, ball. He said buoyancy and then he and then he spiked the ball and it was fantastic. So I'm glad he didn't waste that opportunity. This guy's just fucking with people. Like he Dude, has, he's and you know he's not wrong, Sam. Me and you were at a game together. In New Jersey, Chad Pennington scored on a fucking QB draw and did this horrible high leg yep. goose step spike that was the goofiest. I'm from Marshall, nerdy shit you've ever seen. So he's he's not wrong. Ingold fucking just absolutely slammed that thing down like somebody winning a chugging contest. <laughs> well, think uh, speaking of chugging contests, I think we're going to be chugging some victory beers this Sunday. Uh, the Miami Dolphins go for three in a row, an official win streak against the Chicago Bears. We're going to talk about it right after these words. The 2022 season is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, and you need all the Miami Dolphin swag you can get in order to support this team on their quest to get back to the Super Bowl here in 2022 slash 2023. And you can get all of this at Amazon.com by way of WelcomeToPerfectville.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just go to WelcomeToPerfectville.com, click on the Amazon link, and it's going to take you to your regular Amazon. You know Amazon. I shop at Amazon. You shop at Amazon. Everyone shops at Amazon. But if you go there by going to WelcomeToPerfectville.com first, you help out the show a little bit with every single purchase that you have. No hidden fees, no extra charges, just your regular Amazon.com shopping experience. But because you go to WelcomeToPerfectBuild.com first and click through, you help the show out. And who would want to help us out? Chris is a good guy. I'm a good guy. We're a good podcast. Help us out. Go to Amazon.com, do all your shopping by clicking through on WelcomeToPerfectBuild.com. And we thank you for listening to us. And we're back. Chris Cullen, Sam Marku, welcome to Perfect Will, part of the Believe Network here on Sirius XM and TuneIn Radio. All right, Chris, we talked about the trades. We talked about the game that was. Let's talk about the game that is the Miami Dolphins, the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Miami Dolphins coming in with two-game win streak against the Chicago Bears team that uh, just traded away their best defensive player in Roquan <laughs> Smith to the Baltimore Ravens. I They did go get chase claypool so they're trying to get wide receiver help for their quarterback but i don't know that that's going to cut it i also don't know if that's going to be enough for them to overcome everything that's happening with the miami dolphins right now uh what are your thoughts miami dolphins chicago bears sunday yeah uh we played claypool already and he didn't do anything i'm not worried about claypool if he even plays and if he does it might be a package or two one big thing i'm going to point out is going to be sunny and 66 degrees in chicago on sunday no bad weather no crazy rain no wind um, which is just absolutely perfect for our offense with no Roquan Smith. Um, I, I honestly, we just got to come out with a spy on Justin Fields, who's feeling it right now. He's doing pretty well, but they, they just don't have the weapons to stick with us, Sam. I, I, I just like Detroit, and I will be optim. I won't. I won't be as optimistic here with the score pick, but uh, uh, I, I think you're right. Win streak is continuing. Yeah, I think so too. I think this team's got a lot of momentum. I think they see what their future beholds and it's in, you know, it's in their hands here. They could win this game. And I think Buffalo is playing the jets. So not only could you win this game and go to six and three, but you could jump right behind the Buffalo bills. If they do what we all think they're going to do to the jets and get yourself right back into second place and probably the fifth seed in the uh, AFC playoff race here. I, I think the Miami dolphins win this game. Uh, I am optimistic about the offense, although they're pretty good against the pass. So we'll see what they do against the run. They're bad against the run. The Miami dolphins aren't great at running the ball. So this is kind of strength on strength, weakness on weakness. When you talk about offense, 
offense and defense. Uh, but I think the Miami Dolphins just have too many weapons. They have too much momentum and they're getting healthy. I don't know if you saw the, the injury report today, but there's a lot of people who didn't play, but it's only because of veteran rest. And that's a good sign for the Miami Dolphins going forward. I think they win this game. I think, let's just say, I'm going to go 27 to 14 Miami Dolphins over the Chicago Bears. 27-14, a lot closer than last week. I see that you've uh, cooled your jets a little bit on the offense. Yeah. Look, this this Bears team just gave up 49 fucking points to point. uh, less than 100% uh, Dak Prescott and zero Ezekiel Elliott. Um, they couldn't cover C.D. Lamb. They have no Amari Cooper and gave up almost a 50-burger. Um, it's in Soldier Field, so I'll give them that. But, man, Sam, there's no way we're not scoring 30 points here. You gave him 27. I'm going to go Miami 35, Chicago 21, because I don't trust our defense to stop Justin Fields and him have a few big plays. Um, if we continue the streak I mean, of 30, I mean, it, we've hardly talked about Tua Tungabailoa. I know we're against the time. But Tua, 382, three touchdowns, should have been four. This guy playing out of his mind. Uh, clean weather game coming up in Chicago. 35 points it is, man. Yeah, you're right. We should be doing a whole, almost a full like you know episode or segment on Tua Tagovailoa right now. There's only five quarterbacks in this league that I would even consider taking over him right now, and they are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and maybe maybe Jalen Hurts. And those are the four. Actually, he would be fifth. That's it. And you're making a face right now like I farted in church. So you're not even taking him over those four. No, I mean I, I know the Eagles are undefeated, but Jalen Hurts is having a good year so far. But there's a reason why Tua. Uh, unsaid, uh, unseated him at Alabama. He's he's a better quarterback. I said maybe I, I could have the debate, and you could convince me the other way. But that's it. There's nobody else in that conversation. No Joe Burrow, no Justin Herbert, no Tom Brady, no Aaron Rodgers. You know, none of these other guys are anywhere near the class of where Tua is playing right now at this stage of his Correct. career. Um, either way, no matter if it's 27 to 14 or what did you have at 35 35 to 21. 21. Either way, we have the Miami Dolphins beating the Chicago Bears, moving to six and three, and possibly, most likely, moving into second place, back into second place in the AFC East, uh, which is where I think we thought they would be at the beginning of the season. But it'll be interesting to see what they do for the rest of the season. But one game at a time. They can talk Super Bowl, but we're going to talk Chicago Bears. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, man. I'm excited to be back uh, doing this when, uh, off a win. And uh, let's keep this ball rolling, man. And chub. the best, the best comment, the chub. That's it. The best comment I got over our American Gladiators uh, diatribe last week is if Tua Tungabailoa was an American Gladiator, his name would be Volcano, and I like it. I Ooh, like it a lot. Tua would good. be Volcano, American Gladiators. That's perfect. And yeah. goddamn, that episode was still fucking great. Oh, it was fire. Um, and uh, or as Simon would say, so, oh uh, no, no, <laughs> we almost got out of here. All right. Well, on behalf of the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, the entire Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag, I'm Sam Marcou, and the only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later. <laughs> Later. Later. You're an asshole. <laughs>